Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for the many blessings that you have poured out on us. We give you thanks for your eternal presence with us. We give you thanks that your Holy Spirit is here, has been here, and will always be here with us, guiding us, shaping us, bringing us together, and transforming us until the end of the age. And so God, knowing that we live in a world filled with your spirit, that we live in a world where we can be surrounded by your grace, your comfort and peace. We come to you now and lift up the prayers that are on our hearts. In particular, um, we, from Cecilia, uh, we list, uh, from Cecilia Roberts, we ask for prayers uh, for sister Karen Prater, um, for uh, tumors, um, and also prayers for peace. God, uh, we pray for your healing hand uh, to rest upon Karen. We lift up the doctors and nurses who are acting in your stead. God, guide their hands that they may truly bring healing. We lift up Angela, Rhonda, Eric, James Willoughby, and Carla for healing from cancer. We lift up the Rickerson a family, God for you to rest your healing and comforting hands upon them. We lift up John Hafner um, in his long recovery from a stroke. God, be with our dear brother John. Transform him, remake him, bring him home to us, singing your praises as he has so often before. Uh, we lift up Sydney's uncle, uh, Jim Wright, um, who uh, went to the hospital uh, with kidney and bladder issues. God, uh, we pray for your healing hand to rest upon Jim. Uh, we lift up the people of Ukraine who are now something like 130 days into conflict. God, we pray for peace and for safety. God, I pray also for us as Grace Church. May we continue to be the people of the second chance, continue on this mission and this path that you had set for us, that we may be your hands and feet in the world. God, we know we fall short of you, but even as we do, we know that that second chance from you is right there on the offering because of what Christ gave us on the cross. And so God, may we have it within us to confess who we are, to grab hold of you and become who we can be always. May we be your hands and feet in the world, being instruments of your peace wherever we go. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all may be seated. Invite Pastor Emily forward, and I invite the children uh, to come forward for a message prepared just for them. Wow, I'm not normally the first person up here. We usually have some people running. <laughs> Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I see. I like your necklace. Good deal good deal good morning Cassidy can I ask you to be my microphone holder today if you would stand up with me and be my mic holder okay because I need my hands this morning to show you guys this thing um, and congregation you guys can help me out a little bit um, how many of you remember the nursery rhyme here's the church and here's the steeple okay can y'all show us how about you guys here's the church here's the steeple so you put your you, you put your fingers together and put the little steeple up Okay, so here's the church, here's the steeple. Let's move down a bit, there we go. And then you open it up, and who's all that? There's all the people, right? Okay, but here's the thing. This is not the church. Okay, did you know that the church is not the building? It's the people. It's the people. Say that again, Jay. 
It's the people. It's the people. So in our in our church of Grace Church here this morning, can you guys point to where is the church? Yes. You can point to yourself. You can point to the congregation. Here we are, right? It's all the people. Yes, and so when we come together and worship on Sunday mornings, this is how we learn how to be the church. Are y'all ready to go and be the church in the world? I'm the church. You're the church. Jay, it's so exciting. I know. Okay, guys. Well, let's be the church by praying together this morning. Would you bow your heads with me? Would you close your hands together? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Would you pray after me? Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us a church. Thank you for making us the church. Help us to go and be the church for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good job, guys. Thank you. Before we go to the time of offering, I want you all to see some of what your offering is going to be doing this week. And so I invite forward those who are going on uh, the Abilene Eastland Carbon Mission Trip uh, to please come forward so that we can do a brief moment of commissioning um, for, I guess to say for y'all, but I'm going too for us. Um, yes, absolutely. This is... And we know that each person represented here is but a small percentage of the work that is going to happen. In part, we've now had at least this many, if not more, glom onto us from Abilene First UMC, but also because we have prayer partners uh, for each of these folks here at the church that many of y'all have who could not go have donated to be a part of this. And so these are the folks we are commissioning to send forth. But this is not just these folks' mission. It is all of our mission, and these are our representatives. And so I invite y'all, stand as you are able, I invite y'all to extend hands forward in commissioning um, as we pray a blessing and also pray against heat exhaustion um, for this group. Let us pray. Gracious loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for each person represented here and for this opportunity that we have as Grace Church to go forth in ministry that you don't need us, but for some reason you use us anyways. And so, God, we give you thanks that we can be your hands and feet in this moment, that we can be a part of carrying your love and transformation to a town that has been absolutely devastated by natural disaster. And so, God, we lift up this mission to you. We lift up these missionaries to you. God, we pray your blessing upon us. We pray your commissioning upon us. God, we pray for safety. God, we pray that we stay cool. God, we pray that we don't get too sick from the heat. But, God, we pray that we may safely do the mission that you have sent us forth on. God, may this truly be our time to come together, to be your to be a part of your transformation. Most holy name we pray. Amen. Give them a round of applause, friends. This is an absolutely amazing thing. Y'all can return to your seats. Y'all are good. Y'all survived. Yeah, now this is the first time Ken has ever been on camera. Ken has been behind the camera uh, for nearly three years. And so stream, now you know what Ken looks like.
bum, bum, bum. In life, right? I talk good. That's my calling. Oh, is that true, O King? Your life is on the line one way or another, your sister. How do you want to go? Oh, that I and my people may be left to live. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Oh, yay! You do not baptize the monkey. Oh my god, the donkey is talking. It's a chicken. It's a chicken. It's like, what if Danny DeVito had joined the military? As a church pastor, I will tell you, not always the people you want to be there. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, man. Right? It's, the angels appear in Walmart going, that was a great party. Let's never do that again. You, have no, you didn't know Jesus was going to show up with 12 other people. That's going to suck up on your wine budget. You really couldn't plan for it. You're not supposed to be like that. I'm so much better than you are now. I can't have any fun because God told me to. No. And Jesus just goes, Pfft. if only we all were so excited to be in the house of the Lord. Blah, 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 whatever. Stop! Stop! For the love of God, stop! Socks and sandals is a sin. And yet God loves you anyways. He says, hi, I am the Lord God. He goes, I can't do that. I don't speak well. You want me to go talk to all them fancy people and I, I don't talk good. Hey, God, uh, I'm not so sure about this calling you have placed in my life. You go, ha, 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 I don't have the faith for this. Hey, to stand there and say, I have decided to follow Jesus. There's a reason I'm not in the band. Why is my name absolutely nowhere? Man, I bet these kids were way better in high school than I was. Jeez. Man, I'm not, I'm not sure I, I, I deserve to be here. I'm not sure I fit in. Jeez, they knew what I did. Oh, man. Real strange scenario. Okay. That's really helpful. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm a great driver when I'm drunk. Without God, we are a shriveled up shrub sitting on my office desk. Yeah, 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 no, I got this on my own. I'm totally going to be fine. I can't read. I'm a pastor now. Uh, the Bible does say, have I mentioned the Bible? <laughs> Hi, I'm your brother. Everything's okay. I'm a sinner, and I know that God is going to set me free from my sin. Hi, God, can you save my life here? Because I'm pretty sure I'm up a stump. Yet. I mean, you know, give them enough time. Orcas are scary. Maybe it's because they don't have hands. I don't know. Not yet, again. No one tell orcas about robots who had some really deep ideas about life and the universe, man. Designed by Donatello and Michelangelo and Raphael and all of the other Ninja Turtles, all of them worked on this thing. It says, hi, um, God really does forgive me. Yeah, I know those temptations are tough. Good luck, kid. Don't give in. You should not do bad things. There ain't no way I'm gonna get past that. I'm gonna give in to it at some point. We will eat anything if someone tells us it's healthy. I think Satan's cool. Rabbit! Rabbit! Because I am not easily embarrassed. Hey, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to become perfect in this lifetime. I'm going to make it. I got the right stuff for this. Not today you will have a large beard. Oh, we are so perfect. We do not need this grace. And I always thought that was stupid. That this is the participation trophy they hand out at Fuddruckers while you also get to eat a hamburger and get a free cook. As many of y'all have discovered over our four years together, I probably have ways to go yet. And that's okay. So do y'all. And we're all in this together. And as I've said many times, when the Roman Empire kills you, generally, people stay dead. Was that just spices that y'all were uh, taking with you that day? Uh -huh. Darn it, Jesus! Can't you just speak to me plainly? Mother's Day is proof that God exists because someone put up with us? Jeez Louise. 
And Peter's like, by no means, Lord. These are unclean animals. What exactly are we looking at? Don't even worry about it. It's going to be fine. So you find yourself in a line. You might have ended up in the other place. I don't know. He teases them. I don't know. Go. Where? No, where are you? Huh? Now what? <laughs> we have done some weird things in here. Like some really weird things. I, okay, let me rephrase this. We have experienced some weird things in here. I have done some really weird things on stage. Oh my gosh. Let's be clear. I was not saying that I am a better driver when I'm drunk. I was saying that is the thing that people say. I just want the record to reflect that. I didn't say that. I, was, I didn't say that. I wasn't saying that about me. Anyways, we have some scripture to read also. That's another thing we do in here. Uh, have I told you about the Bible? Um, our scripture reading this morning is all about church. Um, it is Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. They've devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and, and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone, because many signs and wonders were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all people. And day by day, the Lord added to to their number, those who were being saved. This is God's good word for us, God's beloved people. Thanks be to God. Amen. So, Aerosmith have been a rock band for an extremely long amount of time. They first formed For Real in 1970, but some of the roots of that band date all the way back to 1964, to the point where I think they are either in their late 70s or their early 170s, and it's not clear to me which it is, because them and Rolling, the Rolling Stones, and specifically Paul McCartney from the Beatles, have found whatever that fountain of youth that Ponce de Leon was looking for across the southeastern United States. Those three, those two rock bands, and that man have found it, and they are not sharing. And we need to ask them where they, how they, how they are doing it. Other than it appears they are slowly injecting themselves with a balming fluid early. Like they look like people, but like not like people. It is like what if you crossed a person with an Egyptian sarcophagus, you would get modern day Aerosmith. But that. It's remarkable for two reasons. For anything in culture to have that kind of staying power um, is a remarkably powerful thing. But for them to have lived their way out of their early careers, where they were all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and smashing up hotel rooms, is a powerful testimony to humans' ability to change. Right? If you just look at them from the 70s and 80s, you would think, these men are not long for this world. 
And yet, they are still rocking to this day. They rocked long enough to get a ride at Disney World. And so something in the late 80s, early 90s, changed about them. They went to rehab. They cleaned up their act. They became about something more than just sex, drugs, rock and roll, and smashing up hotel rooms. They, maybe later than some of us, grew up, transformed their lives, and thus are able to continue on a career to this day. And this song that we are looking at, Amazing, does not come from the 70s and 80s. It comes from after they cleaned up their act. In, it comes from 1993, which Kimberly, and Owens, uh, Kimberly Owens and I discovered is like our period for Aerosmith. We weren't alive in the 70s and don't really remember a ton of the 80s. We remember the like resurgence of Aerosmith in the mid to late 90s. And so this is our era of Aerosmith. This song comes out again in 1993, shoots number 24 in the Billboard Top 100. But the contents of this song speak to something that they found in their lives. That whatever they were before, in that kind of wilder period of their life, they did not have to remain. That whatever they were before is not the thing that they inevitably had to become. And so I'm going to read the lyrics in full because it speaks both about temptation and this opportunity that we all have, that's the volume button, that won't turn it on, um, this opportunity that we all have to be transformed by the light. It fits as much as a worship song as anything Tomlin wrote, frankly. I kept the right ones out and let the wrong ones in, had an angel of mercy to see me through all my sins. There were times in my life when I was going insane, trying to walk through the pain. When I lost my grip and I hit the floor, yeah, I thought I could leave, but couldn't get out the door. I was so sick and tired of living a lie. I was wishing that I would die. It's amazing. With the blink of an eye, you finally see the light. It's amazing. When the moment arrives that you know you'll be all right, it's amazing. And I'm saying a prayer for the desperate hearts tonight. That one last shot's permanent vacation. And how high can you fly with broken wings? Life's a journey, not a destination, and I can't tell just what tomorrow brings. You have to learn to crawl before you can, you, you can learn to walk. But I couldn't listen to, the righteous, to all that righteous talk. Oh, yeah. I was on the street just trying to survive, scratching to stay alive. It's amazing. With the blink of an eye, you can finally see the light. It's amazing. When the moment arrives that you know you'll be all right. Oh, and it's amazing. And I'm saying a prayer for the desperate hearts tonight. Desperate hearts. Desperate hearts. It speaks both of pain and temptation and an opportunity for redemption. And it speaks to their own story in a way, right? That they did not remain the people they were, that they became better people and thus offered support for those who were still on that journey somewhere along the way. They did not have to be nostalgic and without hope, that they could look forward to a hopeful future, knowing that they don't remain, don't have to remain who they are. And frankly, that's amazing. It's amazing. So nostalgia 
is a Greek word I learned from madmen and not from the Bible that means the pang, the, a pain from an old wound. It is the pain felt from an old wound. In our culture, we use it to mean a wistful hope for a bygone era that you can never return to. It's Beaver Cleaver's mother coming out with cookies and lemonade on a summer's day. It's the fonts hitting the jukebox and making music play. Um, it's remembering, you know, those of us who are parents, it's remembering your life before there were kids running around and two careers and all the complications of life. It's remembering being a 16-year-old, getting your first car, and driving out into the night to be with your friends. It is Christmas morning as a child, when you get that gift you knew you wanted, and you know in your heart you can't go back to those times, you can't put the genie back in the bottle, all that stuff does not go back in Pandora's box, you can't go back to Beaver Cleaver or the Fawns or your early days or your childhood or your teenage years, you can never go back. And so you have that nostalgia, that pain of loss, that feeling of remaining of an old wound. When I read Luke chapter or Luke 2, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, I wonder sometimes, is Luke being that kind of nostalgic for a long-lost golden age that he can never get back to? Because what's described there is pretty darn beautiful. They share everything in common. Everyone has what they need. Thousands of people from all over the globe because, you know, it's people from Pamphylia and Phrygia and Asia and all these folks that were there on Pentecost Day then gather as the early church and they have it all together. It's going beautifully and there's signs and wonders and no one's going hungry and it's just a beautiful moment. And you can understand why in verses 46 and 47, all these people are joining in. Because you would want to join in that too when you're seeing the kingdom of God made real in the world. Here again, verses 46 and 47. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those being saved. You can get why. To see that diverse and wild group of people coming together, living in common unity and bond, it's great. And on top of that, Luke probably didn't get to see this himself. He only heard about it from the old timers who came before him. Luke's a second generation Christian. And so he was, would not have been witness to these early days relying on secondary sources. And Luke lived through a lot of conflict. He saw this rift between Peter and Paul, saw the breakup of Paul and Barnabas, saw the ministry to the Gentiles get real hard, lost friends to the Romans, lost friends to the Jews, lost friends all over the place, and himself bore a ton of hardships. And so you could forgive Luke for looking back at this one golden moment and going, yeah, I, w I wish I could go back there, but I know I can't because you can't go back, right? Maybe Luke's being nostalgic for a thing we can't go back to, a thing we can't reclaim.
Or maybe Luke is challenging us to do something we are perfectly capable of doing and just don't do. Let's think about the structure of Acts for a second. Pentecost Day is Luke chapter two, Luke 2, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 1 through 38. This picks up in verse 42. The Holy Spirit has descended. The Holy Spirit is present among them. But the Holy Spirit didn't then go back up. That same Holy Spirit is here right now. This isn't one of those like where we look at the burning bush and go, well, God doesn't talk to me like that, or look at the miracles of Jesus and go, well, I'm not Jesus, or look even at the stories of Elijah or Elisha or any of these prophets that have this like super special relationship with God on top of Jesus, who is God's literal son. No, this isn't one of those stories. This is one of those stories where the people in that Bible story have all the same tools that we have right now. And so this is not nostalgic for a bygone age. This is a goal that we are perfectly capable of reaching because if they reached it with the Holy Spirit, we too can reach it with the Holy Spirit. It's not like the Holy Spirit went away. It's not like God is somehow less powerful today than God was 2,000 years ago. God is same today, tomorrow, and yesterday. God never changes. And yes, I get that unity and hope are not in vogue right now. It feels very far away. We turn on the news and gas is literally twice as expensive as it was a year ago this time. There's a land war in Europe. There's monkeypox. We just lived through a coronavirus pandemic. And oh, by the way, our political system is entirely falling apart. You turn on denominational politics and there's all these rumblings. What's happening in the United Methodist Church? I don't know. We're trying to place Jesus, right? There is all of this talk of division and hopelessness that unity and hope and peace are impossible, are so far away, are a pipe dream, are the thing we can be nostalgic for and look back at those better times and go, they will never be back, will they? Will they? Depends. How you answer one question. Is the power of God still present in this world? And if you answer yes to that question, that yes, the power of God is present in our world, then all we need to do is devote ourselves to God, and in that way, devote ourselves to God's people. And then what is described in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, is 100% doable. They did it with that same tool set. We have, the, we have the Holy Spirit. They have the Holy Spirit. They have a bunch of very different people gathered together, gathered together as a church. They have a whole bunch of very different people gathered together as a church. The tool set is the same, and God is just as powerful as God was then. To say it is impossible is to say that God has left the building. And God has not. 
because wherever two or more of us are gathered, there God will be. And so, friends, I leave you with a very simple equation. Devote yourself to God and devote yourself to each other. It turns out they're the same thing. That if you truly open yourself up to God, you will open yourself up to loving God's people. Will the people around you still be knuckleheads? Yes. Yes, they will be. That part doesn't change. Changes over time. Does not change immediately. Just because you accepted Jesus, you're the same jerk you were five minutes ago. And the person next to you is the same jerk that they were five minutes ago. And so, yeah, you're going to have to practice forgiveness because that's part of your devoting yourself to God is seeing God's people the way God sees us. And aren't we so glad that God sees us as more than just a group of unredeemable knuckleheads? God sees us at our core, that we are beloved children of God with some rough edges to smooth out. And your brothers and sisters in Christ will remain beloved children of God with some rough edges to smooth out. And you will remain beloved children of God with some rough edges to smooth out. And I, in my new place, will remain a beloved child of God, it turns out, with some rough edges to smooth out, which is not surprising. But if you devote yourself wholly to God, you will see God's people, which is everybody, as God sees us and see through the rough edges to the true beauty on the inside. And so, yes, you will have to practice forgiveness. And, yes, you will need forgiving. Yes, you will struggle together and experience joy together, and weep together, and mourn together, and sing praises of joy together. But devote yourself to God. And in that way, devote yourselves to one another. We've been through a lot these past four years. We've had our ups. We've had our downs. But my prayer is that we are closer to being the church of Acts 2, 42 through 47 today than we were four years ago. And my hope is as Grace Church, the people of the second chance, march into the future, that in five years and 10 years, you'll be more the church of Acts 42 through 42 through 47 than as you are now. mentioned to some of y'all that I was going to end with a threat. I'm going to get my threat in there. I'm going to come back in a year just to visit. Pastor Jimmy will be doing a tremendous job, but I'm going to come back and visit. I'm going to sit in the back. I have to preach at Lakeview periodically. That means I've got to come through the Palestine area with some frequency. So I'm going to come back maybe once a year. I'm going to look around. And I better see all of you here. And I better see people in this room that I don't know yet. And in five years, I'm going to be back. I'm going to look around. And I better see most of you in here. I'm going to look around and there better be a lot more people that I don't know in this room. And I'm going to come back in 10 years and you better not even be worshiping in this room. You better, there better be another new building on that pad that we've prepared. So because we have grown so much that the worship overspills the country club restaurant with the truly horrific carpet. Um, and you have moved on to the promised land without the plaid carpet. <laughs> if you're wondering where God is moving in your life, go to church. 
Go to church, friends. God shows up in a lot of places, but God also shows up in church. It's why God gave you each other. God gave you each other, not because God likes potlucks, although I think God does like potlucks. God doesn't just like jello frozen with fruit frozen in it and plaid carpet, carpet and coffee that has been handmade for you. God gave you each other. That is the church. And yes, these people are knuckleheads. You are thinking in the back of your mind. But you are also a knucklehead. You should be thinking in the back of your mind. Devote yourselves to God. Devote yourselves to one another. As Aerosmith saw, you don't have to look back and think, that's the best I will ever be. Because the Holy Spirit is here with us, right here, right now. You can always look forward to the brightest of futures. It's 100% possible. The only question is, will we all devote ourselves to God to that degree to bring it about? God is capable. God will make us all capable. Amen. And now I invite the band forward because it's amazing. Amazing by Aerosmith, the 1993 hit that again topped out at number 24 on the Billboard Top 100. This story of the possibility of redemption, this possibility that we need not be nostalgic for what is ahead. I give you Aerosmith's Amazing.
journey, not a destination. And I just can't tell just what tomorrow brings. You have to learn to crawl before you learn to walk. But I just couldn't listen to all that righteous talk. trying to survive, scratching to stay alive. It's amazing, with the blink of an eye, you finally see the light. One last surprise for you, assuming the tech works. Okay, silly, hit the button. There we go. Okay, Pastor Jimmy will turn on his. There we go. I give you Pastor Jimmy. Pastor Jimmy, do you have anything you want to say? I'll, I'll look at the camera because that's where you are. Do you have anything you would like to say to the Grace Church family? Can you hear me okay? Yes, it worked. Fantastic. Well, I enjoyed the service today, and I really look forward to uh, being there next week. Just know that I'm praying for you all, and I ask you to do the same for me and for us uh, as we unpack our stuff and kind of get situated. And uh, I just really look forward to meeting you all. So now I invite you all to stand as you are able. I invite Pastor Jimmy to stay on screen, that he too can join in in our benediction. I invite you to grab the hands of the people around you, form one united body in Christ, because indeed, as we have talked about today, by the power of God's Spirit, that moving in us it is exactly what we are and certainly what we can be. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. The Spirit of God is here 
in this room and in this church. Devote yourselves to God. Devote yourselves to one another. Be an outpost of God's kingdom. Fear not. Stay well. God is with us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.